Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations at Olive, a podcast featuring everyday conversations around the life of Olive Baptist Church and its surrounding community. I'm Travis Walser and I'm joined here today by Chris Reeser, our Minister of High School, Carson Wendell, our Minister of Middle School, and Mike Robinson, one of the teachers in our student ministry here at Olive. And today we're talking about teaching students. So I guess the first thing I want to ask is tell me a little bit about the structure throughout the student ministry. Uh, how are groups set up? How are Bible studies set up? Just tell me a little bit about that, guys. Um, we're going to be addressing really Sunday morning um, our connection groups and and how that's set up is uh, each grade has, you know, they, they're a department. And so from 6th to 12th grade, there are departments. And then within those departments, there are multiple classes, uh, multiple Bible studies that happen on Sunday morning. And so for, for sixth grade, it may be six different classes, three guy classes, three girl classes, um, and it works all the way up to seniors. So seniors meet all together as one class. And so we got a variety of different um, teachers, different methods um, of teaching styles, um, but we also have all these learners from sixth grade to 12th grade. And that's where we really want to dive into, you know, um, how do you deal with a small group of six to 12 students? And in regards to a Sunday morning, small group of students, you know, how do you engage them? Very, very cool. So I know you guys are using a curriculum by Lifeway called Explore the Bible. Uh, and I guess this is really a question for, for all of you, kind of, how do you take a lesson like that, that's just kind of a standardized lesson, and make it relevant and contextual to your students? Because I know you're going to have you're going to have some stuff that like they have really relevant topics, but they may not be incorporated into the lesson. So how do you take that and kind of fold that into the lesson? One of the things about Explore the Bible is they, they do offer some some very good questions uh, that get the kids thinking about, hey, how does this apply in everyday life? Um, and, you know, and sometimes you look at these lessons and they're um, there, there's a lot of information, uh, sometimes almost too much information to get through in a lesson, especially if you're teaching, you know, sixth grade boys right. uh, who, who don't have a very big attention span. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you kind of have to kind of pick and choose what you want to get across. Um, you know, uh, I had a professor all the time says, so not about what's taught, uh, it's about what's caught. And so uh, I can teach all day, I can teach for three hours. Um, but that doesn't benefit the students if they don't take anything away from it. And so I'm like, what's that one nugget that I'm looking for that, hey, if they walk away and this is what they understand, uh, then I, I, I accomplish what I wanted to do. And so that's kind of how I approach, um, you know, making it relevant, rela relating it to them. Is just, What's one takeaway that they can go home with, they can apply to their lives this week? Uh, what can they do to, to grow in their walk with Christ? And so whatever that may be, it's just that, what's that one point I want to hone in on? That's cool. I really love that. Like, it's not about what's taught, it's about what's caught. That's 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 really awesome. It's catchy, too. Yeah, it's, hey, it's cool. Might be able to remember that. Yeah. That's yeah. your takeaway, Travis. <laughs> that is my takeaway for the day. <laughs> One of the things I like to think about is it's basically that lesson's like a, um, like a buffet line, mm -hmm. right? You want a protein, you want a carb, right? You want the, those things that round out a good meal. Sometimes the protein's the, the star of the show, mm -hmm. right? And so, like you said, it's what's caught. What is that main... Um, point within this giant lesson and sometimes it it may not even be what what the lesson is is shining on as mm -hmm. the main point it may be a subtopic and and when I look at the lesson I think about who is in my class how is it relevant how is it how can I make it personable how can it be caught and so sometimes not everybody will catch that but the majority of the time if you can make it um, relatable 
mm-hmm. then, then they're going to catch that lesson. And those lessons are, they have enough material in there where, where they're, it's a buffet line. Mm-hmm. There's something for everyone in that lesson. You just got to be able to, to make that come across. That's, that's really a, cool. That's interesting that you mentioned that it'd be a buffet line because I think of it uh, very much like a, a meal time, but you've got to know who's coming over for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's understanding your audience is like the first thing you have to understand. And so I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'm like, yeah, you got to know who's coming to dinner. You got sixth grade guys, or maybe you have 10th grade girls. Maybe you have like who's coming over for dinner, and then how do you set that up? You know, how are you going to present that? You know, if they come over to your house, how are you going to, you know, bring going to bring out the, the the solo cups, the plastic ware, or are you bringing out the fine china? Uh, but you got to also know, like, what are they going to be capable of eating? Um, and so I like that. That was good, Mike. That is really cool. So how do you how do you end up doing that? How do you get to know, like, your students? Like, what, what ways do you guys incorporate to get to know your students so that you can do that, you can contextualize those lessons? Well, I think uh, if, you know, if this, this is what we're talking about is, is trying to talk to new teachers. Um, one, of, one of the biggest things I think you can do is you need to be here on Wednesday night if you can, mm-hmm. right? You need to, the interaction with the students is where you get to know them. D-NOW, camp, mm-hmm. all the, 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 the fun times where the students say, oh, we're going to have fun and where everybody's going to come, right? That's when you get to know the students. Uh, one of the things I like to do with my sixth grade boys, and I feel like it's been very successful, is I say, give me a high, give me a low. What's your high point of the week? What's your low point of the week? And what that does is that allows me to know what they consider are high points, right? It may be a game. Mm-hmm. It may be soccer. It may be football. It may be chess, right? I got a boy in my class right now that's a competition chess player. So it may be... It gets me to know them. It gets the other students to know them, which helps me apply the lesson because I know what's relative or what might stick in that lesson for them. So it helps me be able to to pick something out in that lesson or two or three things out in that lesson that will apply to most of my students in my class. That's awesome. That's, That's a good really word. Cool. Yeah. So as far as engaging with students, you know, you mentioned events and things like that what are what are ways that you guys are engaging with your students inside and outside of the classroom as far as like just just interaction yeah and so you know like chris said we're our students are broken by departments by their grade and so a lot of times our departments do uh, socials and fellowships and uh, mission projects and so that's just an opportunity uh you know when you're you know wednesday night when you got 100 something kids uh, opposed to, hey, we're doing a fellowship, there's going to be 40 kids. I can get to know 40 kids uh, pretty well. Uh, and even then you break it down into small groups where you have, you know, 8 to 12 kids, then I can really get to know them. And so uh, you kind of, you get to see the big picture at socials and fellowships. And so and it's like Mike said, you just, you have to be involved. You have to, you have to be here and uh, just make it a priority. Um, you know, a lot of, the big thing about student ministry is just, relating to people. I think ministry in general is like people want to know um, that they're known by someone. You know, they, they want to feel accepted. And so uh, if we can do that and say, look, I just want to get to know you. I want to know your name. I want to know some of, you know, what are your hobbies? Um, and that way you can kind of relate to them a little bit better. Yeah, that old adage of they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes a long way as a student ministry. Uh, if we're if you show up to their their chess ma- matches, you show up to things. All of a sudden, what you speak in the classroom is going to be is going to be really on point because um, they're thinking 
hey, this guy cares or or she cares, um, and so that's that's good. Something else too is is uh, you know we do prayer requests. Now sometimes the students don't want to say something. I'll say, is it unspoken? Right? Yeah. I ain't gotta know. God already knows. You know, God knows we're good. We just know you need prayer, right? And so we write it up, and then I ask my boys who wants to pray. So we rotate prayer, and it's all about getting them comfortable in front of each other, getting them comfortable praying in front of other people. Um, not 100% do it, right? But, you know, we're the other ones are making the ones that aren't doing it more comfortable because nobody has this perfect prayer, right? It's all about your conversation with God. No, He understands what you're saying. He understands what your heart is. And so the boys... The boys are receptive to that. Tenth grade, when I talk tenth grade, it's a little bit difficult. Uh, excuse me, not difficult, but different, right? Mm-hmm. And so our conversations beforehand for me to get to know them was different. It wasn't a high, low. How was the ball game? What did you think about Colby's three-point at the end, right? It, it's just that, that that relative conversations, you know, to get to know them. That's very cool. I'm getting that this is like a very relational thing. Like it's very not much. just about just coming in and just teaching kids. It's all about building those relationships, and that that plays a really important part into how you how you teach. And then you kind of get into the whole teaching with application thing. You know how how do you teach relevant application of scripture in your lesson? Like as far as as these students go, because their their life in school is so different than than the rest of their life. So how do you do that? How do you how do you teach that relevant application? One of the things that Explore the Bible does really well is at the end of every lesson they have, you know, four or five questions that are like, now, you know, what now? And those are kind of all application points. And so, um, you know, and each point's a little bit different, uh, you know, so what one student's struggling with, another student might not be, but that next point might be geared to the other student. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just walking through those questions with them kind of gets them thinking, okay, you know, what action do I need to take? Uh, what... Uh, what mindset do I need to change because of what I've learned in Scripture? Um, you know, who do I need to reach out to and encourage because of what we learned today and stuff like that. And so um, Explore the Bible does a really good job of, of kind of tying up the lesson with some application points. Uh, now, with that, um, you know, for me, teaching middle school, I, uh, I'll i go through and reword some of those questions. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes those questions are like, whoa, that's confusing. Uh, or maybe it's just a, it's it's deeper than middle school it's students a, are. It's more mature. Right? More mature. And yeah. so, uh, and that's really with a lot of the questions. I'll kind of go through some of them. I won't, I won't even ask. Um, and so I'll just, and so there's fl- there's flexibility in the curriculum, uh, but just you want to word them in a way that students are like, oh, I get that. Now, what, what do I need to do? How can I answer this? Um, so that's one of the things I do. Hey, hey, this is some things that you can apply specifically uh, this week um, that we just talked about today. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to the relational part of it, if you don't know what's happening in their lives, then you won't be able to relate. The the, uh, the central truth is what uh, Explore the Bible calls um, kind of the point. This is our central truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to call it the timeless truth, um, whether it happened 2,000 years ago or today, like this truth is still truth. Mm-hmm. And, and then so how do I put that in their context? Um, well, you don't change the truth, but you do put it in their context. And if you and if you haven't asked the questions, if you hadn't had the conversations, um, then you really are having a difficult time with putting it in their context. That is a struggle. Um, and there's also a parent class now that we are we're partnering with, where as ministers we're now going in and saying, hey, hey, let's hear from the parents' perspective 
on what your kids are going through. And so we want to, as ministers, go back to our teachers and say, hey, this is, you know, we hear from students a lot, but hear what the parents are saying um, and maybe some things that we could address uh, because we don't, um, in the student ministry, we don't want to take a topic and then try to, um, you know, gather scripture. We, we have the scripture um, and then we say there's this central truth and then topics will we'll begin to we'll begin to put those into our lessons as they come. And, and that's what we want to begin to do, integrating with this, this parent's uh, class, but also with students in general. You hear things, man, when you have your quiet time or when you're preparing your lessons, it comes. All of a sudden you're like, man, this is right here where, where I heard this, this, this conversation happening. Man, I understand the peer pressure of vaping. Like this is it right here. This is exactly what First uh, John chapter one was talking about being in the light, you know, or and what does it mean to walk in darkness? You know, some things that that you know you just as you prepare those those things come up. Very cool. So it sounds like an, a new teacher like coming into either middle school or high school ministry. Like there's a lot of a lot of help there for them. Like there's there's a guide they can go by, but there's a lot of fluidity and flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you see, like, some of your new teachers, like, do they have any struggles at first? Are they paired up with somebody who can kind of help them? Like, what do you guys do to help prepare, like, a new teacher who's coming in to to start ministry? So we usually try to pair a new teacher with a teacher who's been there and done it for a little bit. Um, you know, because like I said, if you get if you just get the curriculum, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of information. in it. So, we you know, we, te- we tell our teachers, hey, there's there's freedom in this. Um, you know, you don't have to go through the whole thing because, uh, quite honestly, you know, sixth grade boy, he's not going to pay attention the whole time anyways. Um, so you're going to have to pick and choose where you want to go. And so uh, we try to partner them with a little bit more experienced teacher. Uh, and then, you know, that next year, hey, let's let's turn you over now. You know, you're ready. Uh, let's let's give you your own class. Let's let you teach. And so that's kind of what what I do. Uh, for new teachers coming in so and then you know in july chris and i we do a training mm-hmm. uh, with all of our leaders just to say hey you know here's kind of the direction that we want to go uh you know we try to get resources and then you know we're we're open with our directors as well saying hey look if you if teachers have an issue let us know so we can we can do something you know so we can come in we can help we can uh you know whatever that looks like and so uh part of mine and chris's job is just to have open communication uh, with our teachers hey what's what's working what's not working um, you know, I think in September we did a pretty big review about the curriculum mm-hmm. um, as I was going to Lifeway to kind of talk about the new curriculum that's coming out uh, and just kind of hearing their feedback. Hey, what's what's working on this? What's not working on it? And it kind of helps us shape our, you know, when we do our leadership training, hey, this is what we really need to hit. Um, and so that's kind of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. We pair them, um, but I'm hoping this podcast will also be a springboard into um, more help. There's so much help out there, so many resources out there. A lot of times for new teachers, just where do I go and get it? Um, and so the Explore the Bible has packages and numerous things. It's just being able to put it into their hands, um, get, pair them with a teacher that is experienced, that knows what they're doing, um, and know that, um, and this is one thing, Mike, I wanted you to talk on because I know your heart here is that these kids have been dealing with lectures all day long, yes. yeah. and they don't need um, for you on Sunday morning to come in and lecture them because there's there's so many different learning styles, and to be able to take your your teaching style and your method and be able to hit some of those learning styles, utilizing the whiteboard, utilizing um, even your seating arrangement, and so um, for as new teachers, like how would you almost deter them away from just the lecture? Well. 
let me let me back up and say that when I was asked to teach, um, I'm not a public speaker by no stretch of the imagination, um, but I love I love to share my life experiences that God um, was there with me when I went through, mm-hmm. and um, so I can say this that anybody who comes and teaches, they've got some life lessons to share. And these, that, that's what the Bible is, is life lessons. We, you know, we just got through teaching through Moses, right? It was his life lessons, right? When he hit the rock instead of, instead of speaking to it, it's a life lesson. My favorite word with my kids are, is actions. You mentioned actions earlier. There are plenty of times when my actions weren't right. Um, some of them I've used in class. Some of them spark a, a conversation that is applicable to the lesson where they caught it, right? And so uh, new teachers need to realize that God has, has, has um, given us um, things in our life that, that we can share. I tell my, my son and my daughter all the time, I got a file cabinet full of do's and don'ts. And, and I'll share them with you whenever you ask, right? Sometimes I'll share them with you when you don't ask. But, but th- these kids, these kids have been lectured. They're, they go to school every day. You know, as a parent, I can say that I lecture my kids at times. But uh, so I, you can make it different, right? You can, you can mix it up, make it fun. Do I look silly at times? Yes, I do. But I'm okay with that because the message is, is going to get across. Yeah. It's all about the message, right? Absolutely. And we do have resources like Right Now Media that is amazing. We got TVs in every class now that utilizes the Right Now Media uh, that if as you're doing your lesson, there's going to be things that are like, man, if I could only get access to a video. Um, I mean, YouTube, of course, has, you know, you could find just about anything. Um, but our Right Now Media is very centered on on like, you know, biblically sound um, resources to supplement the curriculum that you're going through. So you know, right now, media, um, you have commentaries um, uh, that are helping you like navigate your way through Scripture to teach, um, but just being aware uh, that there are different learning styles. There are kids who are going to hear it and catch it, but they need to see it. Some of them need to see it um, to be catching it. You know, they, they, just, they just don't get it if you just talk with them they need to see it on a whiteboard they need to see it in a, in a video they need mm-hmm. to um, even the word pictures and stories that you tell um, there's kids that are gonna have to get up you know they're gonna have to get up move they're gonna have to get up and experience some sort of little like uh, uh, like object lesson game and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like click I got that um, and but it's it's interacting those things because sometimes we sit them in rows and they're facing someone but hey what if you set them in a circle you know, what if you set them in a square? You know, you come in, maybe there's just a little bit of a difference in the room. Maybe there's stuff on the walls. Maybe there's something that's just going to cause them to think, all right, what's what's today going to be like? Uh, and so that was um, keeping them engaged. And, and one other thing for the teachers, you know, as, as, as we're all busy and, and we all have plenty of things to do, it, it is very helpful if you – always start the lesson early in your week. And what I try to do is incorporate just chunks of that lesson within my quiet time. And then when I get closer to the weekend, I'll start building that thing uh, the way I want to talk about it on Sundays. But you always have to make sure that your heart's full and your spirit is is prepared for that lesson. 
you know, sometimes I'll be honest with you. Some some weeks you're you're very very busy and you're physically drained, but just make sure you're spiritually ready for that lesson, so that when you walk in there, God can handle the rest, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah, will take care right. of the rest because He always always has. And so, I would say just just make sure that you're spiritually ready when you walk in that classroom to be the mouthpiece, you know, that that He's called you to be. That's right. I think to effectively teach, you have to teach yourself the lesson. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, throughout the week, you know, and that's my approach on Wednesday night. It's like, okay, on Monday and Tuesday, like, I'm preaching this to myself. Like, you know, and I even, one of the things we talked about last night, I was like, this is what I'm struggling with. Uh, this is what I'm going through. And so it, it just, it helps me relate to them. Uh, it helps me relate to the lessons. Hey, look, this, I'm struggling with this too. Uh, and so if you can teach it to yourself first, it's easier to, to teach yeah. to others. And it's that transparency. They, yeah. I mean, that you guys, I hear it in your voice. I hear it in, in what you're saying is, like, let's just be completely vulnerable um and people see that um and kids they, appreciate that yeah they really they really do mm-hmm. and, and they're the kids are kids are sharp yeah they know when you care and and when you don't mm-hmm. right they can tell when you're real that's right they they, so, they know what's genuine mm-hmm. right awesome thanks so much for listening guys we love it if you want to serve in the middle school or the high school ministry the student ministry here at olive we want you to go to olivebaptist.org slash serve teams and sign up there. Also in this podcast, we mentioned Right Now Media. Fantastic resource. You guys have access to it. You can get to that through the website. We want you to subscribe to Conversations at Olive so you hear so much more about the life and community going on here at the church. And we'll see you next time for the next Conversation at Olive.